I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we're the Book Co's. Today, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite holiday books and giving you guys recommendations for books to read for various holidays. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been reading this past week. So, uh, Shruti, do you want to go first and tell us what you've been reading this week? Sure. I'm about to go all over the place, so buckle in. Buckle up here. Um, so we're going to go backwards. Um, I started Meddling Kids, which is our October group read, which we'll Yay! be talking about in next week's episode. Um, I'm only 5% in. I really just read, like, the prologue part before part one starts. Um, and the only comment I have right now is that their writing style is very interesting, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, there's also, like, a snippet of, like, a news clipping at the beginning, so, like, I'm, it's, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. We'll see how it goes. Um, you can also really very easily tell who's, like, the Scooby-Doo like, characters and how they relate and stuff, so that's, again, fun. Um, the other thing I am also in currently reading is Starbright by Stacey Hart. Um, this book is very, okay, so I'm only, like, halfway through. I'm a little bit, I'm, like, now 60% of the way through, so, like, you know, getting towards the end, but not quite there yet, and I'm, like, reserving judgment, I think, until I finish it, but I feel really weird about it because it's basically about bright young things, which is, like, in the 20s, like, the prohibition, like, all of the, like, secret parties that they would have, like, the social influencers at the time were, like, having parties and stuff, and there'd be, like, all this intrigue, and then, like, they had the police after them and all that stuff, right? It's the same idea, except it's, like, in modern times, and I do think it's really interesting because there's, like, a note in the big, in, um, well, so there's, like, a prologue sequel novella that was published, and in that, she mentions how, like, they've been locked up for so long, so now they're ready to party, and I'm, like, hmm, interesting, um, but, yeah, I know, it's very interesting because it's, like, it's almost glamorizing social influencer culture in a way, which kind of makes me feel a little icky. But also, in a way, it, like the what part of the story is that the hero is a reporter, so he's like getting in, like infiltrating, and you know the typical thing. So like his getting his mindset is different. I don't know it, because and he comes from a poorer background, so it's just a very intri- I don't know. I'm very intrigued. It's interesting, but I'm like reserving judgment because I don't really know how I feel about it yet. So. That is what I'm currently reading. Um, as to what I read this week, however, um, I read, oh, speaking of, yeah, so I read um, this uh, prequel novella for Bright Star, which is called Shooting, Shooting Star, also by Stacey Hart. And I'm just bringing it up because the, <laughs> so basically her ex, it's about her ex-boyfriend and how basically he's the kind of guy who like doesn't believe in marriage and commitment and monogamy and all of that, you know, the typical only for her to discover that he, um, like after, and after she brings it up that like, you know, she's not very comfortable with that. Like with him, like he's okay with her doing discreet him, like being discreet about it, but like not doing it in front of her. And they had that conversation. And then she finds out that he's actually been dating and fell in love and is now like in a serious relationship with another woman. And I'm like, that's like my biggest fear, honestly. Um, so that was a moment. So I just thought that I would bring that up. Anyway. Um, so this week I also read Kane by Sawyer Bennett and My Big Fat Fake Engagement by Lauren Landish. Uh, there's nothing much to say about those. Those are fine. Three-star reads, middle of the week, you know, whatever. Um, I also read... So I believe when we did our Meet the Squad podcast way back when, almost a year ago now, um, I talked about Rebecca Yaros and how there was this book she wrote, 
and it's the only book I've read by her, but she read a book where, um, wrote a book where there were twins involved. Like it was like a single mom story and she, there's twins involved and one twin had cancer and the other twin was like, her, his, like they were fraternal twins. And like, he was, the brother was like a, you know, his, her cheerleader. And at the end, towards the end of the book, she finally, she actually gets over the cancer. She's in remission only for him to die in a tragic cliff mountain field trip accident. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I, I remember. remember. Mm-hmm. And like, it wasn't bad. And up till that point, it was actually a really wonderful book and I really enjoyed it. And then like, that just felt so like maddening that I was so mad at it that I was like, I refuse. And ever since then, I've refused to read any Rebecca Yarrow's book. However, um, recently there was this uh, series called Hush Note, and I talked last week about Devney Perry's book, which had a female drummer in it. And the third book, so this is actually written by three different authors. So the third book was written by Rebecca Yarrow's. And I was like, so the character Nixon was introduced in the previous books. And I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of interested. I kind of want to read this book. So I was like, all right, Rebecca Yarrow's, I'm giving you another chance. Here's your second shot. You better not ruin it. And you know what? I actually really liked this book. So Mm. at least maybe she's learned her lesson or maybe it was just because this was like a series that was supposed to be a happy ending romances. So, you know, she wasn't allowed to kill off anyone at the end. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, It talks a lot about addiction and because the main character has a, like a pretty bad addiction, uh, struggles with addiction. So like I thought that was really cool and was handled really well. So that was a good book. I just thought that would bring that up. Bring it back to, uh, you know, our first episode or second episode, whatever it was. Throwback. Yeah. The other two books I read were holiday books because, you know, that was our theme this week. So um, Noelle Adams, like, is, like, a very her, – her writing is so simplistic. And I say that in, like, a good way in that, like, if you're reading it, you're like, okay, this writing could be really boring. But it just gets to the point. You just want to read a romance about – you just want to read about a girl – fake engaged to a guy so that he doesn't have to get hooked up with anybody and she can get you know job interviews and stuff like that and it's during christmas time that's all you want to read right we don't need the fluff we don't need anything else and that's what christmas bride by uh, noelle adams was so you know it was a good read if that's what you're interested in um and then the last book i wanted to talk about is i think a very popular one currently is um in a holidays by christina lauren i have that Um, on hold yes I'm conflicted. I liked it overall. I liked it overall and I do recommend it. So like if you are into holiday romances, especially when there's a Groundhog Day theme to it, right? Like a time loop situation, totally recommend. I do think it was, I think that was cute. I have some issues because there's like a, there's not really a love triangle. Like it's very obviously not a love triangle, but there's some like love triangle-y hints that I wasn't super fond of. Also, I don't want to spoil it for Grace, so I'm going to, like, try not to be very spoilery with it. But, like, I feel like there wasn't enough done with the time loop aspect of what was Mm. going on. And I felt like, yes, it, it was obviously a very important theme throughout, and it had consequences throughout the book, but it was missing something for me. I don't know. So, like, it... I was conflicted. Overall, I liked it, but, like, it could have been better. It wasn't as good as I thought it could be, which I've noticed is a trend with me and Christina Lauren. I feel like most Christina Lauren books for me, they tend to not quite meet my expectations, other than Roomies. Really loved Roomies, but the other ones are, like, always, like, almost there, but not quite. 
Speaking of, did y'all know that Christina Lauren is two people? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is because I've read a lot of Christina Lauren and, like, I probably have skimmed through the author's note at the back and, like, they mentioned, oh, yeah, this is this person and this person. So you're not stupid. Don't worry. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I just know it because I've been hearing about them for years. Yes. Um, I've never read their books. So so that's okay. It's okay I didn't know it. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't like their older books, but some of their newer books you would probably like more because they've kind of transitions away from like new adult to more like romance romance, like adult romance. And I feel like those you would enjoy more than some of the new adult stuff. Also less sex, so. Oh, I was just going to say, I've been meaning to read one of their books forever. Yeah, so if you ever want to know about Christina Lauren, let me know because I've actually read a lot by them. I haven't read all of their books, but I've read... A good number. So, you know, I can, I can, I got you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's all I've read. At, well, it's not all. That is what I read this week. I also discovered a lot of new books that came out because a bunch of books came out yesterday. So I'm excited to start reading some of those. Just like, obviously, The Invisible Life, Addie LaRue came out, I think, last week. Right? And I'm yes. very excited for that one. Yeah. I, I know Sarah is it. too. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Yeah. And then everyone's the been talking oh, yeah. about that one and I was like not interested or not not interested but I was just like oh okay that's a book but now that everyone I know wants to read it or is reading it and I'm like maybe I should read it too <laughs> I just think it's like a cool concept and I've mm-hmm. loved almost every one of Victoria Schwab's other books so I feel like mm. I'm gonna like this one hopefully it reminds me a lot of um love by natalia jaster jaster Mm -hmm. like that idea of like this paranormal lady falling in love with like a normal guy like that that i like that idea that's always fun um Um, i also want to give a shout out to goodnight beautiful by annie molly which i'm excited to read and it is a thriller like i don't know if it's romance or not because like the beginning is like a couple because this is the thing it's like a thriller horror horror kind of book i don't think it's horror but it's definitely like a thriller and, like, the main, the, like, the starting part of the blurb is how, like, they're a newly engaged couple and she doesn't really know him. And I'm like, all right, so this is not going to work out. Like, clearly he's, like, something's up with him and, like, it, this, is not, this is a relationship that is not going to last because this is a thriller book. So I'm going in with the mindset that the relationship will not last. We'll see if I enjoy it. hmm Yeah. What have you been reading, Grace? So I am still reading Son of Neptune by Rick Riordan. Percy doesn't have his memories back yet. I am a little annoyed by it. I get less annoyed. So the book is from three different perspectives. One of them is Percy, and then the other is Hazel, and then the other is Frank. Frank. Hazel and Frank, we just met. Um, so I'm less annoyed when I get their perspectives, because Percy is still around. But, like, you know, like, I don't ha- I can pretend, like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm less annoyed when I get their perspectives because they don't know Percy's background either. So it's fine. But when I'm like, when Percy's talking and going through stuff, I'm like, you need to figure this out already. I I know these things. I want you to know now. Get to it. But he doesn't. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it's still a good book. I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed The Lost Hero, which I quite enjoyed. But it's still good. Frank is, like, has a lot of himbo energy. So, you know, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. And I like him and Hazel together. They're pretty cute. Yeah, they are. I like them. So that's a book that I'm reading. 
I also this week finished Serpent and Dove, which I brought up last week. Ooh. Yes, which is by Shelby Maherin. Um, she it's about a witch and a witch hunter, and it takes place in old times in France where witches were burned at the stake. And it's like, you know, fantasy e, but also historical e. And, you know, the witch and the witch hunter get married and fall in love and all that stuff. And my initial reaction after I finished the book was, you know what? I had fun. In fact, I said that out loud after I finished the book. However, however, I'm about to roast the shit out of it. So, here oh, no. So throughout the time I was re- listening, I listened to an audiobook, which I mentioned. The narrators are fantastic, by the way. So if you're going to read the book, I really would recommend the audiobook route. But so as I was listening slash reading this, the book, I kept thinking, wow, this is like a fan fiction pretty much. And before anyone tries to come at me, I've read fan fiction before. Some of them slap. I am not disrespecting fan fiction or fan fiction authors. I am simply pointing out the very true fact that this book reads like a fan fiction. So I'm been think- I think that's throughout the book, and then I find out after I read it that it oh, no. was originally published on Wattpad. <laughs> that's what Wait, I really? That's what I heard. Wait. That's what I heard. Maybe was it really? I'm- that's what I heard. I never heard that, but I would Wait, believe so it. Wait, so what is it based I, you're off of? Right. I think it, people people write original stories on Wattpad now. It's mm-hmm. the thing to do, Shruti. Yeah. I guess that's true. We do have the kissing booth, so, you know. And the yeah. cellar. No from here. What's that one? Like, the cellar where she's, like, locked in the cellar or something? I think that's what it's called. It's just, like, the oh, cellar. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That was, like, I the first Wattpad book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, so now I'm, like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but someone said that, and I heard it slash saw it with my eyes. I heard it with my eyes. I heard it with my ears slash saw with my eyes. So maybe I was lied to, but that's what I heard. Anyway, moving on. So yeah. And, and then also, like, this isn't a spoiler because this is the premise of the book. But part of the reason why it's, it felt like a fan fiction is because, so as I mentioned, the witch and the winch hunter characters, the story is told through both of their perspectives. At the beginning of the book, they have to get married. And the reason why they have to get married is because um, the witch... The witch hunter does not know she's a witch. He does know she's a thief, and he's mad at her for stealing things. So they get into an altercation in a public setting, and the people who see it are like, oh, my God, they think that this man is, like, abusing this innocent woman. And so to preserve his reputation, the archbishop of the witches is like, we have to, you know, we have to make sure that no one thinks that you're a molester or something crazy. So, um, I think you should get married to, to this woman. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I get it, but I also don't. I don't know why that was their solution. I feel like there could have been countless others. Like, people hated women back then. They could have just been like, actually, she's a slut. And they would have been like, oh, yeah, beat her up. And then it would have been fine. But no, they didn't do that. They had to get married. But then we wouldn't have gotten, yeah, an arranged marriage and them falling in love come on I know Grace. it was just I mean like I don't I'm not really mad about it I was just mm-hmm. like this is this it was dumb it was a dumb book I had a good time but it was dumb so, <laughs> my, yeah, <laughs> my thoughts while finished when I finished that book were literally just like head empty like no thoughts like yeah. everyone had such strong opinions on it I was just kind of like all right <laughs> I read it like I read whatever it. <laughs> the narrators were really good though it wasn't 
bad. I mean, it kind of was, but it wasn't like awful, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I was just like, whatever, man, I am done with this book now. <laughs> yeah. It was enjoyably bad, but I will yeah. make some, some more criticisms now, which are like more <laughs> serious, which is, so I thought the book was going to be a witch hunter is going to meet this witch and the witch is going to be like, hey, you guys are bad. <laughs> you kill people. And the witch hunter would be like, oh shit, you're right. Let's overthrow the witch hunters. And then they do. And I would be, I would be happy. But that's not really how it goes. And <laughs> how it really goes is that um, the witch hunters are bad, but there are some witches who are also bad. And I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> they should be killing, the witch hunters are killing people. And not to get political, but I'm going to get political. I don't think it's a reach for me to assume that the witch hunters are like this day's, that time period's equivalent of police because they get called blue pigs at some point. Like it's, it's a pretty mm-hmm. obvious metaphor, I feel like. And the take that, you know, some, some people who kill witches for fun maybe are okay it's just not a good take in today's <laughs> political climate. So I don't know what the author was thinking with that. I would have been so happy if they would have just had a rebellion and taken down the witch hunters. Maybe that'll happen in book two. I don't know. But I don't like, think it will. Isn't it going to be a trilogy? Yeah. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? But it doesn't look like it's going to go that way. That's disappointing. I know. I have the second one on hold, though, so you know. I'm playing myself. If, yeah, if it's, yeah. Keep us updated. Yes. I will. Uh, so, yeah, I read that. Um, I don't even know how I'm going to rate that on Goodreads yet. I'm still pondering it. But I read it. It was a book that I read, like Sarah said. And then I'm also in the middle of Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. And, wow, I am, like, obsessed with this book. I, like, sit. Me, too. It's so good. Like. Uh, and I hate to, y'all are gonna get so annoyed with me, here I go again, bringing up <laughs> the haunting anthology, but it's, like, the same concept as the haunting of Hill House, pretty much, which I'm also obsessed with, and then there's also a Narnia reference in, like, the first <laughs> the ten first, yeah. pages. Wait, how far are you in it? I, I don't know how to tell you in case, I'm, like, I'm on page, like, two, two, 300 300 300 oh my god don't tell me anything okay I'm on page 100 sorry go ahead I'll say the synopsis there you go Sarah yes. now now I take the brunt of the work so you don't have to but um this book is about a girl named Maggie well she's an adult an adult woman named Maggie whose father has just died and she has inherited his inheritance and he was a famous writer for writing a true story about the time where he and Maggie and Maggie's mom lived in a haunted house. So he basically wrote another version of the Amityville horror horror, and it got really popular. And now that haunted house is like stuff of legend in this town and he made all this money and da 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 da. But Maggie thinks the whole thing was a lie because she doesn't remember anything that he wrote, even the stuff he wrote about her. And so she spent her whole life thinking that it was just a money scheme. And now her father is dead and now she owns the house. 
So she is renovating it and like discovering stuff. And it's like, are there ghosts? Did someone die there? What's happening? It's like a mystery and a ghost story. And it's just so good. It is such a good book. I'm having a great time. Sarah, you can talk now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> both of my books that I've read have already been talked about. So I'll keep this brief. I started reading Meddling Kids, which is our October group read, and I'm about 50% of the way through, and then my library hold expired. But Shruti just allowed me to read it in a new way, so I'll be <laughs> able to finish it. <laughs> and um, it's, like, it's pretty good so far. I'm, uh, I'm having a good time. Um, I'm not, like, super invested in it, but it's cool. I'm, like, having fun. I like the Scooby-Doo references. Um, so if you're a Scooby-Doo fan, you'll definitely want to read this one, read it along with us, and use the hashtag read when you're posting your comments on social media. Um, and the other book I've been reading this week is Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, which Grace just talked about. And like I mentioned, I'm around page 100, and I am obsessed with it. Like, I read the whole 100 pages in, like, one sitting. And normally yeah, I read, like, yeah. I've been yeah. doing that, too. Yeah, I read, normally I read like a little bit of a book at a time, but this one, and I was reading it at night too. And oh, no. like, I know. So I was like, I sat down, I was like, you know what? I'm an adult. I can read like, this book probably isn't even that scary. Like I can read like mildly spooky things at night. And then I did, I was like, I wasn't like scared or anything. Like I was fine, but I was definitely like more jumpy as I was trying to fall asleep. Um, so I should probably read the rest during the day, but I'm also just like, a baby so don't even listen to me if you're, it's not that scary it's not like it's scary but it's I don't know the it's about the vibes I think and it has the spooky ghost vibes I was looking for for Halloween and I'm loving it I'm having a really good time I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a spooky book Sarah don't feel bad because I was gonna start it the other night mm -hmm. like last week and I started hearing noises in my house. Oh, no. And, well, first yeah. I had to investigate the noises, which uh -huh. took some time. Yeah. And then I was like, now I don't think I should read this. So, you know, it's fine. And I'm a horror pro, so you're good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> Before we start talking about our holiday-themed book recommendations, here's a word from our sponsors. And we're back. So... Uh, getting into the main theme of this episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite holiday-themed books. So when we said this prompt, we didn't really specify, like, what kind of holiday. Um, but what kind of holidays did you guys come up with books for? I have Halloween and Christmas slash holiday season, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. But also... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You'll see, I feel you'll see like, what I say. I do feel like a lot of books tend to be like Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah. If they're like holiday themed. Well, you'll see what I say. Okay. Yeah. I kind of just like, I didn't necessarily pick books that are written specifically to be read at these times, but I just picked books that gave me the vibes of like mm -hmm. certain holidays. And I only did Halloween and Valentine's Day. 
I couldn't really oh. think of I've never yeah I've never like read those are like two of my favorite holidays anyway and I've never like read a Christmas themed book and really enjoyed it that much unless I'm like hmm. forgetting one um so I didn't have any for Christmas but I or like ho- December holiday season but I'm glad you guys do yeah and then I'm I mean for me I guess like every book is a romance is romances like holidays <laughs> yeah so there's right. that not but. if it takes place during Christmas or some that is like, true some of them are like very like summer romance like I wouldn't say yeah. beach read like beach read just true. popped in my head it's like because you know beach read um, but yeah, a lot of like, there are a lot of, but I think some specifically like give me Valentine's day vibes and I can't really mm-hmm. explain why in a tangible way, but they just do. So those are the ones I picked, but do we want to, should, do we want to go by holiday? I think like, we should. By person. And then we okay. could go one by one inside the holiday. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Okay. So what's, is, does anyone have like a new year's book? <laughs> I feel like – so I didn't prepare. I'm doing that right now. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any New Year's books. Um, See, I probably do, and I can't think of them. But that's fine. I have, like – None that want, I would, like, recommend. This is a nonfiction book. Um, if you want, like, a motivational – like, some people get, like, really into New Year's Day, and they're like, yeah, I'm, like, turning over a new leaf. Um, then Untamed by Glennon Doyle would be a cool pick because she talks about kind of like how she lives her life um, without letting other people's judgment affect her decisions and things like that. So it's like a cool, like motivational kind of read. So it's not fiction or New Year's themed, but it, you know, some people get that burst of motivation on New Year's Day. So yeah. that might be a good one. Yeah, definitely. So I guess is the next holiday like Valentine's Day, or does anyone have unless you got some President's Day? Some President's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no. So for Valentine's Day, I guess like this is such an obvious pick, but like I have to say to all the boys I love before, I knew you would. I I know everyone knew Mm. I would, but like, okay, Shruti, I I didn't say anything. Um, You made noises, and I heard them. Anyway, uh, those are just, like, they just scream Valentine's Day to me. Um, so the Lonely Hearts Bookshop series mm, by Annalie Darling. Um, I really liked, so it's, like, a series, right? But the second book is True Love at the Horn- Lonely Hearts Bookshop. And, like, it's basically fake dating, and they're, like, they own a bookshop that's about romance novels. Like, it's very romancy and, like, Valentine's Day. I don't know. It gives me the Valentine's Day vibes, so. That's cute. I don't know. You know what is a good book you could read during Valentine's Day? Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. (laughs) You're not incorrect. I'm just making stuff up. I know know what my other one for Valentine's Day was. Um, So this is another, this is kind of like a weird one, but like, I don't know, when I think of like a really good not necessarily like romance but like series where I really was invested in the romance I think of the bloodline series by Rochelle Mead Hmm. because um if they're not I mean I guess like the main storyline of that book isn't technically romance but the whole series kind of revolves around like Sydney and Adrian's relationship and I think they have a really good relationship so if you want like romantic 
books to read for Valentine's Day. You might have to read the Vampire Academy series first, <laughs> or you might not if you don't care. That, that so, is true. That's, that's a good, good, that's a good pick because as I, I reread the first two in that series recently, mm-hmm. um, I vividly remembered a time. Well, first of all, I've read that series twice. The first time was in like the summertime. So I was like, wow, this takes me back to that summer. And then the second time I reread it because the last one was coming out. And that was in like January slash February because the last one came out February 2015, I believe. It did. Yes. Yes. So it takes me back to that time. So I think you're it right. Does. It is a good Valentine's Day read. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun. They're a good time. Does anyone else have any more for Valentine's Day? No. All right. No. Any St. Patrick's Day or Easter <laughs> picks? I don't know what the fuck holidays you are know, in between. <laughs> you know what you could read during Easter? People say, people are like, this is a, a, a wintertime thing. I think it's a springtime thing. And it is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because oh. it starts out in the winter, but then it turns to spring. Also, you know... Aslan is Jesus's persona. <laughs> so, and you know, it's about him coming back from the dead, which is Easter. So it's Easter. if you want to celebrate Easter, you should read The Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe. Jesus's I mean, the Lion, the Witch, the... I mean, isn't Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe literally the story of Easter? Yes. Okay, there you go. So it's the next holiday. We have books for Halloween. St. Patrick's Day. Did we skip St. Patrick's Day? I Do you have a St. Patrick's Day have? book? No, but I'm just saying. We're skipping a lot of holidays. Some holidays How about like 4th of store. July? Ew. Labor Day, Memorial Day. All right, Trudy, what books do you have for those holidays since you want <laughs> to talk about them? <laughs> Please enlighten us. <laughs> I do not have, well, we've talked about summer books, but like we, there are summer yes, books, right? There are summer, but summer isn't a holiday. Uh, fine. However, I will say, me mentioning uh, Labor Day and Memorial Day just makes me think of Revenge, like season one, because the book was like, because the season one like started at Memorial Day and ended at Labor Day. Anyway, I don't have any books for those holidays. That's what I thought. So, Halloween, anyone? <laughs> I have Halloween books. You I have a good Halloween books? book. You know I what a good Halloween book is? Meddling Kids yeah. by Edgar Cantero. <laughs> Read it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, in case you forgot, you should definitely read that one. Um, other books that I have already mentioned before that you should definitely read at Halloween. Um, the Da Vincent series by Jennifer L. Armantrout is very spooky Halloween-y. So, yeah. I think any, I feel like any spooky book is a good Halloween book, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. just one. Yes. Around Halloween, there are, like, three types of books I like to read. I like to read cheesy thrillers. I like to read, like, Haunted House ghost books, and I like to read, like, gothic, like, YA, which is weird. But, like, so I have one recommendation for each of those categories. My recommendation for, like, gothic YA is Stalking Jack the Ripper by Carrie Maniscalco. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Very, really, that's great. Very spooky. Very fun, very good. There's good romance. There's just that series has it all. Um, do you have anything to add about Stalking Jack the Ripper? Grace should read it. Grace, oh my gosh, I don't. You're really, 
<laughs> You're going to love these books. I'm telling you. I know. They're so good. I know. Um, I, I know. <laughs> um, my recommendation for cheesy thrillers, I actually have two for this one. Um, my first one is anything by, oh, Greer, anything by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. They're an author duo. They write books together. Their thrillers are definitely a little cheesy, but they're really good and fun. I especially recommend An Anonymous Girl. It was probably the creepiest one. Um, that one I read last year around Halloween. It was good. And another cheesy thriller. I read around Halloween last year is The Couple Next Door by Sherry LaPena. This one was less creepy in terms of ghosts, but it was just very much like you're on edge the whole book. You don't know what's going on. Um, and it's definitely, fall, it's definitely more on the cheesy side than anything, but I eat that shit up, especially around <laughs> Halloween. So if you're like me, you might enjoy that one. Um, and then... Oh, and then for the ghost stories one, I recommend Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, which we talked about earlier in this episode. I am only 100 pages into it, but I know it's a good spooky ghost book. I second that. Mm -hmm. Um, Serpent and Dove could also be a spooky read. It's like spooky light, witchy spooky. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also have, I have two. Um, Let me grab this one so that I know what I'm talking about. Okay, so this book that I have is called Slasher Girls and Monster Boys, and it is a anthology of horror stories. Um, it's a YA, and it features many authors who I will name for you now. Um, not all of them, because I'm not annoying. I'll name <laughs> the important ones. Um, the stories were selected by April Genevieve Tuchulke, I don't know how to pronounce her name, and I don't know who she is. I'm sorry, April. Um, it also has stories by Kendare Blake, who wrote Three mm-hmm. Dark Crowns. Um, Jay Kristoff, who sounds familiar to me for some reason. Marie Lou, and Lee Bardugo. So, you know, mm. fun stuff. And I'm pretty sure, I read this a long time ago, and I still own it. But I think each book is, or each story is based off of, like, um, horror movie or like an urban legend of some kind and it tells you at the end of the story if you flip the book upside down and then you can read what it's based off of and it was a very spooky very dark book I enjoyed and then another spooky dark book which also happens to be YA that I read this year and enjoyed is House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron A. Craig which hmm. is fantasy plot twist for me but it's based off of the 12 dancing princesses not a plot twist for me i'm a slut for barbie movies so i read it <laughs> and it was very good very spooky highly recommend it the slasher girls one sounds cool i didn't know when you turn it upside down it tells you what story that's awesome yes sure did you have any more for halloween um no all my rest okay. of them are my christmas ones yeah well I guess the next one up that we have books for is Thanksgiving. Grace, didn't you have a Thanksgiving book? I do. So like Sarah was saying, some books aren't like necessarily taking place during these holidays. They just give off of that of the vibes of that holiday. Mm-hmm. And 
I have a really good explanation for this. <laughs> okay. I promise. <laughs> but the books that I recommend you should read around Thanksgiving are the Hunger Games series. <laughs> and the reason why. You know why? why okay. The movies always came out around Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. So every time a movie came out, aside from the first one, which came out in March, you should also read them in spring. <laughs> um, but every time a movie was about to come out, I would reread the books. So every November for like four years, I read The Hunger Games. So that's a reason. Also, um, hunger is in the title. Thanksgiving is a holiday about food. There you go. And then also I think Catching Fire has just like a fall vibe to it. I you know can't what? really explain, especially There's since a- the second half of it takes place in uh, an ocean. But the first half has some really big fall vibes. And I stand by that. I think that you should read The Hunger Games this Thanksgiving. Also, isn't there, like, there's a whole cornucopia thing, right? Yes! Yes! (laughs) There we go! There we go! That's what I was going for. (laughs) I immediately thought of the movies, because I always went to see them on Black Friday. Hmm. Oh. I saw them at the midnight premieres. That was the first midnight premiere I ever saw, was Catching Fire. Mine was um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I saw that on my mm. birthday. Do we have any, okay, so December-ish holidays, like uh, Christmas, etc.? Yes. Who wants to go first? New Year's Eve rather than New Year's Day. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I don't have any for this one. So I have two for Christmas time. Um, one is, yet again, a young adult anthology called My True Love Gave to Me 12 Holiday Stories. I've read this book several times. <laughs> like, I think, actually maybe just twice, but that's a lot for me. I don't reread books that often. So I will name, again, some authors that are featured in this book. There are a lot, actually. Um, There are a lot of popular ones, I mean. So Holly Black, we know her. We read her books. Hmm. She's she's in here. Um, Jenny Hahn is in here. David Leviathan. Stephanie Perkins, and she also edits it. Uh, Lainey Taylor. And many more. And it's just a fun, it's a fun book. They're mostly, most of the stories are, um, um, like, contemporary romancy stories but some of them are like have a fantasy twist one of the stories is about krampus which was wild Mm -hmm. um it's a good it's a good book i enjoyed it very much i should read it again someday but i haven't i'm scared it won't hold up i know i feel like i was gonna say this one but i really the only one i really remember is the stephanie perkins one because that was the one i would reread year after year like none of the others really stood out to me um but I don't know, maybe I was, maybe I was sleeping on some of the others. The Stephanie Perkins one is just really cute and fun. It's like cozy and Christmassy. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't read it in a couple years, but maybe I would like it if I read it again. Is the Stephanie Perkins one the one with the Christmas tree farm? Yes, the Christmas tree farm. That one is the best one. It is the best one. It's my favorite one. It's so cute and it's so cozy. It takes, like you said, it takes place at a Christmas tree farm. There is a lumberjack as the love interest. 
you know, it's just a fun time. Can't go wrong with a lumberjack. (laughs) (laughs) My second recommendation for holiday season is the Afterlife of Holly Chase by Cynthia Hand. By Cynthia Hand. It is about a girl who (laughs) dies, but it's fun, I promise. Um, She dies and becomes the 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 ghost of shit what does she become ghost of christmas present i believe ghost of christmas present and or future or past one of them it's like a christmas carol is real and they go to like scrooges every year and they have a scrooge project where they try to make sure the scrooge starts to love christmas or else they die (laughs) but it's really fun and like this this the 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 girl works she's dead but she has like an office job and it's just like a very fun fusion of like fantasy and contemporary i would say and it's yeah i think i read it last year and i really enjoyed it um i remember not being 100 percent happy with the ending but like overall it was like a really good book and yeah sarah i think you would enjoy it um okay i have a couple christmas ones are we ready Yes, I'm ready. Um, so first, since we're talking about an anthology, I might as well bring this one up. Um, all wrapped up for the holidays. Like every, okay, this is the thing with romances. Like every holiday season, they're going to do an anthology. The reason I put this one, because it came out last year, I believe, um, is it does have The Pact by L. Kennedy. And I don't remember how long it's been since we, I went on my rant about L. Kennedy, but you know, at the end of the day, the Briar U series, the, sorry, not the Briar U series, the off-campus series was, like, actually good, so sometimes you just want to be reminded by two characters getting stuck in a snowstorm in their car. Like, it's a good time. So, yeah, so the, so that was a good one by The Pact by L. Kennedy, and it's part of the All Wrapped Up for the Holidays anthology. Um, I'm just gonna put this out there. Jill Shalvis, I believe is her last name, writes a lot of holiday books. Like even during the middle of the year, she will write holiday books. And you know what? Go, Jill. You know what? You do your thing. I support that 100. percent Exactly. Um, I think I talked about this actually on the podcast, but Jan- uh, Jana Aston uh, actually wrote a series called Reindeer Falls where the three sisters' names were, like, ho- their all last name is Winter, and their names are, like, Holly, Ginger, and shoot, I can't remember the other name. But it was, like, obviously very, like, Carol. holiday names. No. Noel. It was Holly, Ginger, yeah, I think it is Noel, and Noel, Winter, yeah. Um, and the first book in that series was actually kind of cute, and I enjoyed it, um, I mean, it's, like, nothing, like, super exciting, but it's just, like, it's cute. Plus, the, the hero's name is Nick, so it's, like, Christmas. So there's that. Um, okay, and then, like, the two I actually really, really, well, there's three. I have two, I have three more. Um, so Mallory Crow wrote the, uh, the Stolen Heart series, which is basically, like, a heist series of romances, and there's a Christmas one version of it that's, like, the f- fifth five and the half one. And it's called The Christmas Heights. And you know what? It's about two thieves who go and they steal from the poor, or they steal from the rich and give to the poor. And you know what? Also a good time. So if you're into heist novels, it's a romance and it's a heist and it's the holidays. Like what more could you ask for? And then 
I have to put, put throw in an Aaron Nichols book because it's Aaron Nichols, but must love alligators. And so like, if you want a Christmassy novel that's takes place in Louisiana, so it's like really hot, must love alligators by Aaron Nichols because the guy comes back for the holidays and like meets the girl and you're like, Oh, you're only around for the holidays. Must make use of mistletoe and gives you the vibes, even though it's like hot outside, if that makes sense. I mean, that's my life. That's where I go. So just like home, maybe I'll read that. There you go. And then lastly, this one's actually not a holiday novel, but it gives me the holiday vibes is tripping on a halo by Alessandra Torre. Um, And basically she's an angel and she has to like, she's tasked with like keeping the guy alive. And you know what? Again, I've tried, this is the second time in this, uh, this podcast, I mentioned it. You give me the paranormal heroine and like the normal guy. Like I'm a sucker for that. I don't know why that's like something I like, but that's something I like. So, you know, if you, I'm reading about angels during the holidays feels very appropriate. So there you go. Tripping on a halo. Very nice. <laughs> so, do we have any last holiday recommendations before we wrap up? No. Okay. I can't believe I don't, I have yet to find an actual good holiday book that is fake dating at the holidays. Like, there's plenty of those good movies. Yeah. But there is okay, no yeah. book. You're so right. Like, I want a Christmas fake dating book where they have, they like hire them to like, pretend to be their boyfriend or something for family right. dinner like where's that shit if anyone like, knows there's plenty those of books gr- everyone knows the movies right we all mm-hmm. know like the holiday movies where they have to fake date to like make mm-hmm. to come home for the holidays like i think it's even called engaged for the holidays or whatever where is this where is the book come on there's gotta the be one i feel like there has to be i'm if sure there is to this yeah if you're listening to this and you know of them please tweet us at the book hose and tell us because we want to read it. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this week's. I didn't go off on about Bridgerton. Okay. Hold on. Who's Bridgerton? So, okay. Great question. So those of you who do not know, Julia Quinn is a very popular romance author and she has a series called, um, about like called the Bridgertons. And basically, it's like eight novels about the eight Bridgerton siblings, and it's a very popular romance series. And I have gone on the record talking about The Duke and I, which is actually one book that we did our tier ranking episode on, um, and which can be problematic. Although, so that's like a very problematic book, but like I actually, I enjoyed it in some ways and then hated it in other ways. Anyway, but there was another book um, with, that I also really enjoyed. Point of all of this is that there is going to be a TV adaptation on Netflix and I believe it is coming out this year. So it's probably coming out in the next month or two. So if you are interested, I am probably going to watch that series and binge watch it. And I may even reread the book, reread and read some of the books that I skipped um, to celebrate. And the reason I'm so excited about this is one, it's a period drama and I haven't had a good one of those in a while, but also it is going to be produced by Shonda Rhimes. So the diversity part of it is actually very intriguing to me because the main hero for the first, like the first book, the part of that adaptation, that character has been cast to be black. So I'm very excited to see how this will go, especially, and how are they going to change the plot from the first book? Because I have a, because I know Julia Quinn has gone on the record saying that she regrets 
some of the choices she made for that book. So I'm very curious on how they're going to adapt, adapt that. And I'm also curious how they're going to adapt the entire, all eight books, because like they've hired the other kids, but they're like kids right now, the other siblings. So like, I'm really curious as how this is going to work and how this is going to go about, but I'm intrigued. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Well, I hope it's good. Me too. <laughs> I hope it's not like the last Shonda Rhimes period drama. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what was still that? Star- still star-crossed, Sarah. Oh, oh yes. okay. I had yes. a feeling it was Slash- that, but I didn't know. Slash which was also based... Was listening and also based- dragged into watching that by Shruti. Now, here's the thing. That was also based <laughs> on a book. The book is actually awesome, and I highly recommend the book, honestly, to people. Um, I really enjoyed it, and it's on my favorites list, and the hero is awesome and, like, one of my book boyfriends, but, like, the TV show had a moment, and then it, like, did not deliver. So I'm a little worried this might go the same. I had a good time with that same. TV show. I haven't I mean, read the I book. I had a good time. Probably won't. You should read the book. The book was good. Maybe someday. Maybe. Okay, I'm done now. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, In case you forgot, despite us mentioning it several times this episode, our group read for October is Meddling Kids by Edgar Contero. So definitely check that out. And also send us your reviews via email or Twitter which is at the book host, by the way. And our Instagram is at book host pod. So you can also send it to us there. Our email now is bookhostpod at gmail.com. I think. I'm pretty sure it is. Send it to, but if you send it to the old one, we, we set up forwarding. You'll be, you'll, you, it'll be good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah. And we'll get if you, yeah. And we'll read, we'll probably read your review on the podcast and maybe even title our podcast after your subject line. So get creative. Um, and as always, leave a rating, write a review, subscribe to the podcast, and then share it with all of your friends. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.